So I'm 1.86 million. The total sales numbers don't mean nothing to me. The numbers, you don't ever really talk about the numbers. It's all closing. And I don't care if I close a $500 job or a $5,000 job or a $25,000 job. I want to help a customer. Welcome, Welcome to the Service MVP Podcast. This is where you go to learn how to use pure motive service to create higher value to grow your results. Grow your results. And now, here is your host, America's service sales coach, Joe Crisera. All right, everybody, welcome to the Service MVP podcast. And my name is Joe Crisera, America's service sales coach. And we are here today with one of my best friends in the plumbing industry. Today's subject is going to be called Three Keys to Plumbing Success. And we brought with me, again, a dear friend, uh, somebody who has invested in his own success. His name is Mike Braun. He's from Minnesota. He is a plumber. He has had a license for 16 years. Mike, welcome to our podcast. Welcome, Joe. How are you? My goodness. I see you're a man of few words, Mike, but he's definitely a man of bigger action when it comes to using our system and taking it. Mike, why don't you go ahead and just share with the people who are listening just a little bit about kind of how you got started in plumbing and then how many years you've been doing this and what led you to the service uh, part of plumbing. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely, Joe. Uh, Through high school, I actually wanted to be an electrician. Got zapped a couple of times. I said, to hell with this. Um, Started looking at the plumbing world. While I was looking at that, I was doing rain gutters on the nights and weekends, started when I was 15 doing gutters and never, nobody ever heard of a gutter guy. So I um, concentrated on uh, plumbing and I started doing new construction, graduated January 15th, 2005, started plumbing January 17th, 2005, doing new construction and remodels. Mm -hmm. And then uh, during this whole process, I'm doing gutters on the nights and weekends. um, And we just did new construction. It was a lot of work. It didn't matter how cold it was, how hot it was. You, uh, you busted your balls. And then the, you know, the economy crashed. I sat on unemployment for one week and I said, well, this is silly. I'm going to concentrate on my gutter business. Me and my wife really put the hammer down on that. We grew to, I think at our max, we had 12, 13 guys going. Um, very fun industry. To be honest, I just got burnt out of dealing with drunks and drug addicts. That's that industry. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after about eight years, we had decided to put that company on the market. I was told that, hey, it's going to take a year to sell. I think it was 90 days later. We were close. We sold the business. I took a couple weeks off, started, uh, I was going to go back plumbing again. And then all of a sudden, uh, I ended up buying a gutter cleaning company, ran that for a couple of years. And then I said, the hell with it. Once I sold that, I wanted to get back into plumbing. And I didn't, I was nervous to do it. I was nervous of service. So actually what I did is I went around the Twin City Metro here and interviewed with a bunch of different service shops around town. And I started with one service shop. I really liked the process, the way they did everything. I went and interviewed a couple other companies, and then all of a sudden, I ended up committing to them. That was two years and two months ago. There's some things that I was fearful for, but uh, now it's uh, it's fun, man. I'm constantly learning and educating myself and growing every day. I want to give you a special praise, Mike, because a couple things. You know, Mike uh, works for a company. I'm not going to bring up any names of the company. He started with that company a little bit over two years ago. And he called me about, I don't know, maybe a year ago, about a year into it. He must have, mm-hmm. like you said, you found me on Facebook, right, Mike? Yes, sir. Yep. We're a next star organization and they have some, some great training. I did their, their training, but I wanted more and I wanted more and more and more. And I, I just feel like, you know, just like reading one book, you're not going to get everything. And I, I did some research online, watching all these different Facebook groups and everybody kept mentioning this Uncle Joe. And I said, who the hell is Uncle Joe? 
So I started doing some research and I, I found this and I kind of reached out to Joe and it was life-changing. It was really, it was really cool. Well, I tell you what, I, I agree. Nextar is a great organization and, you know, definitely I'd say a lot of our members, a lot of, a lot of people I coach are, are Nextar members and I definitely recommend yeah. it for people to get into more of a professional mindset. That's really what it, I think the best thing that is done in the, in the financials and they do a great job, even with the basic training, they do a great job with that. This is just, like you said, another layer on top of all that that enhances it. And I, and I agree with that. I think it's just everything working together, everybody's working to do the same thing, which is make people like you successful. Mike, with this being said, two years later, Mike, you said you, you're finished this year. It's your second year doing this as a plumber. The reason we mm -hmm. have him here, Mike, is the three keys to plumbing success are uh, is because Mike can share his number on the second year. Mike, what's your second year numbers? Uh, you're going to wrap it up. Right now, we're the, the, the week, uh, New Year's Eve will be tomorrow, and New Year's Day is on Sunday. Uh, today's Friday. So go ahead and tell us, Mike, what are you wrapping the year up here? So I'm 1.86 million, and I the, the pretty cool thing about me, the total sales numbers don't mean nothing to me. I concentrate, even my leadership team, my managers, like the numbers, you don't ever really talk about the numbers. It's all closing. And I don't care if I close a $500 job or a $5,000 job or a $25,000 job. I want to help a customer. Obviously, we all know the $25,000 jobs are cooler. But at the end of the day, if I'm helping a customer and doing a great job for them, they're going to call us back. They're going to be a customer of ours for life. And so closing is for everything for me. And I finished the year out and I was pretty proud of it. I think I finished at like a 77% close rate. Mm -hmm. And the other thing too, is, I mean, the difference between like the service stuff, if you can figure it out and get traction. When I was doing new construction, it was 40, 60 hours a week, sun up till sundown. I finished this year. I think I finished like 1400 hours. I took a ton of time off this year. And if you really concentrate on your craft and concentrate on being um, better than you were yesterday and stop looking at all the noise around you and really focus on what you want to do, you don't have to work all them hours. Just be really, you know, be very effective on the hours that you're there. Yeah, I think that's the key. And we always talk about, ironically, focusing on the money part of it is the exact well, opposite thing you got to do to be successful. I think we talked about that before, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I see a lot of people looking at everybody else around them. Dude, put your head down and grind. Yeah. And money, concentrate money, is, money is the money is the result of doing the job well. And it's not something you can focus. If you focus on money, most likely you're not going to make any, I always say, right? And so, yeah. uh, so Mike, let's just go right into this three steps of uh, plumbing success. I know mean, I probably could have a 12-hour interview with you and really kind of unfold things. Let's just go ahead and try and move forward to this material. The three keys to plumbing success that Mike can share with you for all you plumbers listening out there who say that, oh, this is an HVAC, you can't do that much. And here's what I look at it. 1.8 million, 1.8, dollars you're talking about, $660,000. That is 1.8 million, $660,000 in trust that people have trusted their project to you and you have completed the project satisfactorily because you wouldn't be able to keep going if you weren't making sure that you were executing a trusted project for people. Does that make sense there, Mike? Absolutely. And it, it comes down to like I said, we can mean you could ramble on for 12 hours about this stuff because it's so fun and I, I get consumed by it. Actually, my wife just gets blown away because I get consumed by it and I just read, read, read. And I read the same page. I mean, the front, when I was in your class, the, the book that you handed out, the total immersion book, the front page is filled with notes. And I, I got to read that page every, well, at least once a week. And it just goes through all my little notes, all the little tidbits that we just talked about in class. And it's, it's so helpful in just changing your vocabulary. So, you know, jumping into the, you know, the three things that I think are really successful. One of the biggest eye-opening things for me, and even some of my team around me are like, what the hell are you talking about, Mike? But like, 
so I say, Joe, your, your toilet flapper is, is worn out. You're going to jump on Home Depot's website and you're going to say, oh, toilet flapper, it's, it's, it's $6.99. So why does Mike want to charge me $285 or $300 for it, right? But if we start talking about a water level control system, and I almost, when I do my calls, I almost play dumb. What is it? It's a water level control system. Well, what's that? It's the water level control system. It's inside the tank. But if you sit down and talk about a flapper, all you're doing is throwing money out the door. And one of your number one things is, I forget your exact words, but every task you do has got to be worth, is, is worth typically $500, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we don't talk about a, a wax ring. I talk about, we're going to rebuild all the mounting hardware and reset all the, all the uh, critical sewer connections. Mm -hmm. Holy so, smoke, so, the so, sewer connection. Yeah. So basically you're saying number one is get rid of the industry jargon and Dude, adopt and adopt a more professional way of communicating the service, not the parts. Yeah. Yeah. A, a shutoff valve uh, that, that, that that's worth $2 and 85 cents of Menards. Right. But if we talk about the emergency disconnects that control your water distribution system, dude, you're going to start, you're going to start taking these 2000, 2000, $3,000 average tickets. I, I really like what you talk about as a system, right? Where you got a hole in the water pipe. No, you got a failure in the water distribution system. Mm -hmm. And that I, I, it blew my mind. And I came back and, you know, some of our install team was like, what the heck does this stuff mean? Right. And I'm like, mm -hmm. dude, it just dumb it down to plumbing terms, mm -hmm. but I'm using it as a, as a, as a, as a sales process. But I think also Mike, it clarifies what the customer benefit is, right? Like we're going to rebuild that water level control system, which is, I mean, to say, I mean, if you want to give people the parts, that means the consumer has to do it themselves in a way like, Hey, here's your flapper. It's like, go figure that out. It's like, dude, no, we're going to rebuild because it's not just a flapper. You put you put the flapper in, but you it's not like you don't test it and adjust things and make sure things are cleaned up in there uh, to make sure that if you did a flapper, it would work. It's going to actually uh, work. And of course, doing the flapper with an old toilet is not going to work very well because now that's another secret, I think, about part of it, which, uh, which is number two. We move right into that. Not that you can't continue on number one, but number two, because it moves quite quicker, is leave your mother in a truck and look at the big picture instead of looking at just the flapper. What's making that flapper go back? Go ahead, Mike. Can you expand on number two, which is leave your mother in the truck, you told me? I love this. I, I just thought of a, a beautiful story. So uh, last year, we brought on a, a fantastic plumber. And when he came to us, I call him a broke fix plumber. You are a broke fix plumber. You walk into that house and you fix that wax ring. You fix that flapper. And we walked into a house and the lady said it was a, uh, the toilet kept running. I'm like, fantastic. 10-year-old house, really icky water. I walked upstairs and it was a Kohler. It was a Kohler toilet with a canister flapper. I looked at it and I'm like, just sit back and watch this. I, I told the, the Nathan that was with me. I said, watch this. We're going to put together some really cool options for this lady. He says, what do you mean? I said, let's put together some premium mid-grade and economy solutions for this lady. Walked out to the truck and I put together five new toilets, right? This house is 10 years old. Five new toilets. I think it was like $5,500, whatever it was, 6,000 bucks. And then I broke it all the way down. I broke it down to rebuilding all of our toilets, right? So new toilets, rebuilding all of our toilets, replacing just that one toilet, and then also like rebuilding just that one toilet, right? And the way I went inside and I, I spelled it out to her, I said, hey, I'm happy to do any which option you want to do, but here's kind of what my thought process on this. This toilet just happened to fail. You mentioned to me earlier that you're very busy. You travel a lot. I want to take all the ease off you. So I'm happy to rebuild that toilet, but also that toilet just happened to fail first. All these other ones are going to fail too. She says, Mike, why, why are we talking about this? Replace all the toilets. And he looked at me. He's like, dude, we just came here for a toilet flapper and you just sold $5,500 in toilets. Mm -hmm. I said, dude, did I, did I do anything 
crooked. Cause you know, Joe, you've seen this a million times when you're doing, when you're doing really good and successful, people go, Oh, Joe's, Joe's crooked. Joe's a slimy salesman. Joe's yeah, yeah, no yeah, deal. Yeah. So leaving your mother in the truck is it's some people go, well, especially plumbers, right? When the plumbers are transitioning into the sales position, plumbers know what it takes to fix it, right? They know it's a, a 30 or a $3 flapper, right? Mm-hmm. Well, well, why are we charging 300 or they know it's a, a $700 water heater? Why are we charging 3,500 or whatever we're charging, right? You got to realize these people are paying a professional. You set the stage for that professionalism for them. Mm-hmm. If you come in sloppy, I had a very successful appliance store come to my house the other day and put new washer and dryer in. I about lost my hit when they came in my house and they didn't put shoe covers on. I, I like mm-hmm. was ready to freak. Yeah. And I make it a point to make sure the homeowner knows that I'm putting shoe covers on to protect their floor. Going back to leaving your mother in the truck, man, lay it all out on the table. Open your eyes mm-hmm. to everything in the home. When you follow a process, and I will admit, sometimes I, I struggle getting into a process, right? Like, I really struggle if I go to a home for a sump pump, how do I get upstairs in that master bedroom or master bathroom? That's a struggle. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you stick to your process, last night, I went to a house for uh, fixing a leak under the kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. I walked out of there um, just over $10,000. And I walked out of there with a water heater, a softener, a kitchen sink, two lavatory sinks, right? And a gas regulator. How did I do that? I just brought that all to her attention and I stressed. And I said, you can do this at your own time. We can do this on a rainy day. But my biggest fear is for you is to have this 22-year-old water heater fail on you on New Year's Eve when you can't have a service professional be out here in two days. Well, Mike, let me just tell you something. You kind of speak to exactly what I've always said. Most plumbers think that consumers feel this is a bother to having a plumber in their house. The consumer is like, man, if I could have a plumber stay in this house and take care of all this stuff, if they offer me this stuff, I would do it. And so by offering the premium option and leaving your mother in a truck and say, you know what, this is just a faucet leak. What are people, because the mother in a truck is saying, don't go to the other stuff. They're not going to want the water heater and water purification. But you're like, you know what, mom, stay in the truck. Uh, I'm just going to offer them everything and let the client choose for themselves. And I think that what most people don't realize is that when you got a professional plumber in your house, you would like them to stay here and get things. So, Cause that's what you found Mike over the whole, this one year of success you've had. Sometimes I mentioned to like my manager, I'm like, Hey man, I really apologize. I'm really slow. And he's like, no dude, whatever you do, just don't change what you're doing. I'll go to a house for three hours. Right. And I try to spend an hour just talking about, I've been a, I've been a Packer fan. I've been a New York giants fan. Uh, you know, just get, get on the same, the same page as the, the client and we always talk about you should be able to walk out of that house in the next day, tell anybody five things about that customer. And if it's their dog's name, where their kids go, all this stuff. And if you create a friend, people want to buy from a friend. And, you know, some of my calls when they don't go the right way, I, I strictly apologize. Hey, I apologize that I didn't build the proper trust with you. And I don't know where I lost that. Can you give me any advice so I can help my next client better? Yeah. And you, it's just, you're never going to sell every job, which I, I get yeah. that, but, and I don't want every job, but at the end of the day, um, become a friend, give every, give the best service you can. And how, how would you like it? If I came to your house, Joe, and you had to call me back two days later because I didn't look under the sink next to it. And it was an inconvenience for your life. You couldn't go out on your yacht and cruise around the ocean. Yep. I, and, I, think, you're, I think you're a lazy plumber who, who's too busy to look at that stuff. That's exactly what I think. Absolutely. 
wow, Mike, man, I'm I'm falling in love with you all over again. Like, except for one thing, you said you, even Packer fans. Why? Wow, no, 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 no. Oh no, I've been a, I've been a, I've been a San Francisco fan. You just said you adapt to who you're. Around, I'm right? just teasing you, Mike. I'm just teasing you, but because no, uh, you know. The, the the Packers. I mean, come on. I'm just teasing you. But that's fine. Mike, <laughs> let's go on to number three. Okay, let's get back on track here. Which is, you said the number number three is that you are a student. Now, I just want to give everybody this thing here. Mike's company did not send him to our training. Mike said, I'm going to pay for my own training. Mike, how important is it for you to keep learning and you keep consuming information to learn more? And you, he, Mike will just call me randomly like, Joe, I got this problem. What do you think I should have done there? I'm like, Mike, I give him a lesson on the fly, seven, seven minutes or less. And he's, I got it, Joe. He goes out there and turns that into 20. Then he calls me. I just got 20,000 on that one because I did that. Mike, tell me about how important it is that people have to, that the learning doesn't stop once you get your license and you're done. You keep learning. That's the part that really uh, impresses me the most. Go ahead and talk about being a student, Mike, number three. Um, eyes and ears open at all times. Um, nonstop literature. So I'm in the process. It's funny. I'm in the process right now of starting a hobby farm. So I always say on the weekends is my time, but during the week is um, my profession time. So every morning, I'm, uh, I live half hour, 45 minutes west of the Twin Cities. Every day when I drive in, I've got videos playing on my on my phone and I forget who it was. I think it was Warren Buffett said, you know, if you spend so many hours on your phone a day, you can, you can get a four-year college degree. Right. So mm -hmm. constantly learn. And if you find a five minute video clip that you love, I watch that damn thing on replay. Right. So mm -hmm. it, it's constantly learning. Like I'm going to another next star event. Next star is a great process, right? They're, they're fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Your stuff is fantastic. I've seen, I would love to go out to see like Victor's stuff. Right. I want to keep learning. And what I've done, I've created my own, I call it a hybrid process, right? Mm -hmm. Your process is fantastic. The process that I learned before is fantastic. When you constantly keep learning and educating yourself, I think you're just going to become better and better. You look at sports professionals on the weekends or the weekdays, they just don't sit around. They constantly mm -hmm. got to be in shape and learning. At first, it was really tough for me because all the training stuff out there in the uh, home service business, mm -hmm. so much of it is geared towards HVAC. Yep. And I would love to sell HVAC. I think, I, I think I would, I would crush it. I think I would be really fun. At the end of the day, it's all the same, right? I mean, a um, cracked heat exchange, exchanger, right, is, is is no different than a, a burnt out burner assembly on a water heater, right? Cracked sewer pipe or whatever, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So when you're constantly learning, it's funny because in my organization, I reached out to everybody on, on my my direct peers and said, hey you know, it'd be really cool once every two weeks, let's just sit around a round table and go around the table and say, Hey, how do you handle this call? Right. And how do you handle this call? And what do you do on this objection? Like me personally, I'll admit the number one call I hate is softeners. I cannot figure out how to sell softeners. Right. We have a dude on our team. The guy crushes water softeners. I want to pick his brain. There's nobody else calling him how to pick his brain. And yeah, and so, truth, truth, truthfully, I'd like, I think that's how 90% of the trades actually learn stuff. It's because you got to learn it in school, but when somebody said, we all leave a trade school, we don't know anything. Until we get in the field and talk to an actual plumber or another HVAC guy, he's like, he teaches us that little trick of the trade, if you will. Could just be one small word or one small phrase, it's, right, Mike? Even not even learning like to better my craft, but you know, being a student, when I go into a customer's home, I'm a student. Mm -hmm. I want to learn about that customer and learn their lifestyle and learn what they're about and how many kids they have and you know, start talking about dry skin and water quality and gas leaks and future expansions. And can I set them up better for a future as a family? And that goes back to not even learning at home 
how to be better in training, like a sales process and everything else, but also just being a student of your client. Mm -hmm. And I think you can present them better solutions if you know your client, right? Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things I always ask, do you know how long Miss Smith is going to live in her home? No, I didn't ask that question. Dude, you just, you screwed yourself. If they're going to be there 15 years, start talking about a tankless water heater, right? Mm-hmm. Saving money and being green and show them everything possible. Do they really like that toilet? Mm-hmm. I love it when I sit at the table with the, the older generation, they're tall and they're trying to get up off this old toilet. I'm like, hey, do you ever know, like when you go to holiday gas station, that nice commercial toilet, we mm-hmm. can put them in your house. Yeah, let me tell you about it. Get your checkbook out and I'll tell you more. Wow, Mike. Well, you know what? As they say, uh, a good meeting starts on time, but a great one ends on time. And, you yes. know, like I said, I, I feel like uh, as much as we have talked in the past, mm-hmm. uh, we definitely feel like we need to talk more and definitely let's make a commitment that we do talk more in 2023. What do you think of that? Yes, sir. I'm let's on do it. That and for sure. And Mike, I want to say thank you again for sharing this valuable information to inspire thousands of plumbers who will be listening to this. And thank you for being just a good friend, Mike, because that's really the biggest thing I got from him is that his friendship is just gives me a chill on my spine to realize that Mike is my friend. And I really appreciate that, Mike. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And I appreciate everything you do for me personally, and also for the industry. Your, your content is, is fire, man. Well, thank you so much, and we appreciate that. Everybody have a great one. We'll see you on the next episode. Everybody have a good one now. 